0: Why and how you must lock down your show or channel's title now before it gets stolen. That's this episode of Legit Podcast Pro. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Legit Podcast Pro, the show that takes you behind the scenes of podcasting to explore the legal, the ethical, the business, the practical aspects that shape this ever-growing industry. I'm your host, Gordon Firemark, the podcast lawyer, and today we're going to wrestle with a question about show titles and protecting them and staying ahead of the game so you don't get ripped off or forced out or or squeezed into having to choose a new title, those kinds of things. So this all came about. I, I don't normally record this episode on Fridays, but I'm doing it today because I just got off the phone with a brand new client who, um, you know, like the same day they hired me, they had this situation come up, and I, I wanted to address it. So this uh, client came up with it, and they're going to launch their show coming up in September, and they're all excited. They've got a cool title. They've got a cool um, uh, concept behind it, and they discovered on Twitter today – so they haven't launched their show. They discovered on Twitter today that somebody has adopted the the handle, the username – this is exactly the same as the title of the show and also adopted that title as a hashtag for the show and so i get this sort of frantic email and, and i pick up phone my call that i'm talking to the client and and i'm explaining how this kind of thing works and and you know most people don't realize it's sort of a game of first to the party gets to be in charge of these kinds of things. And uh, although this person hasn't, these other people haven't started a podcast yet and there's different, you know, categories of goods and services. Bottom line is this is kind of undermining their ability to launch their show with their title the way they want, because now they won't be able to have a, I guess it's called X now, not Twitter. They won't be able to have an account on X in the name of the exact name of the podcast. So, we got talking about trademarks and how you protect your title and so on and so forth. But I wanted to run through with you some of the things that you need to be aware of. If you're launching a show or if you've just launched a show, I mean, it's never too soon to be thinking about this kind of thing. Uh, the title of your show can be really, really important. And choosing a title, you want to choose a title that's distinctive. That's Distinctiveness is is most of the way over on one side of a spectrum, well, it is a side of a spectrum uh, that goes from very descriptive generic things on one side, and as you move across, you get into things that are um you know merely geographically descriptive or uh descriptive of of the content of or the or the subject of the product or whatever you get into things that are suggestive of the um of the brand or the product, what it what it stands for. Descriptive things are not eligible, and generic things are not eligible for trademark protection at all. Suggestive and and marks that are a little more um, well distinctive, uh, fanciful marks, coined phrases, um, uh, odd combinations of words relative to the subject matter. Those kinds of things can be distinctive and that's what you need in order to get a registered trademark to protect your title but it's just a good idea to be distinctive anyway to stand apart distinguish yourself from the other folks in the marketplace so if you're launching a podcast about basket weaving don't call it basket weaving with john and susie call it you know the weave or call it um Uh, over, under, you know, come up with a a different title. I'm trying to think of names relating to baskets that would be suggestive or, or fanciful, but still sort of give evoke the idea of what's going on, but it could just be, um, all the eggs, you know, for basket weaving show, something like that. The point is choose something that's distinctive that will set you apart, stand out, but people will remember, Oh, that's your show. That's that show. Um, and, uh, and choose that as your title. And, and when you have chosen that title before you launch the show, if you, if you haven't already, before you go registering trademarks and things like that, it makes really good sense to go and actually, as you're choosing, do a Google search for the title, see what else comes up. If there's other stuff out there in the marketplace, that may not be a good title for you. If it's going to be confused with another podcast or another YouTube channel or another, Um, even a you know, magazine or, or television show or something like that, not a good choice. Be distinctive, be separate and distinct from them, right? No, you don't want there to be any chance of likelihood of confusion with other people, other brands, other products and and companies in the marketplace. So choose very carefully, do a Google search, do a, a search on Amazon or other. Uh, e-commerce websites to find out, make sure that you know that you're not going to encounter any any friction. Now, titles of books on Amazon isn't really going to going to be a showstopper for you because single titles of single works aren't registrable or protectable as a trademark either. But it's good to know what's out there and who you might be confused with. Then, assuming that you don't find anything troubling on Google and on YouTube and on the podcast directories and on the um. Uh, amazons and things like that do a a search on uspto.gov the united states patent and trademark office trademark uh, database you can search by title and find out what's there too you may find a long list of similar or you may find nothing Uh, the point is you don't want anything that's going to in a competitive market in in entertainment education downloadable technology album recordings things like that when you've sort of done all that sort of pre-clearance i'll call it a knockout search um what i would recommend actually you know call me call someone like me let's get a trademark registration underway even if you haven't launched the show i'm going to get into that in a minute but get a hold of me and, let, and let's get started but while you're doing all that it really makes good sense to go on all the social media sites go on all the video sites the tiktoks the twitches the kicks the youtubes the all the all those kind of sites anywhere where you can open an account in the name of that title. So you probably start with opening a free email account at Gmail or something like that just to use as the contact place for those these registrations with all these various services. Now, it may seem like it's a a big hassle, but you're going to use these services, you're going to use these these accounts to promote the show at some point and and do the podcast uh, marketing anyway. I would also recommend registering domain names. And this is this took this client by surprise today. I suggested, hey, get on there and register not just the exact title, but add the word podcast at the end. So if it's the Basket Weaving Podcast, call it basketweavingpodcast.com uh, and .fm and .tv or .org. You know, register domain names. Domain names are inexpensive. It's 15 Bucks or so per year per per domain name, and it makes sense to sort of circle the wagons around your podcast with all the possible domains that might be confusing that someone else who wants to compete with you might grab to try to divert traffic. Right? I mean, there are laws against that, but you still you just want to nip that in the bud as early as possible. And at a cost of fifteen bucks a year for that for each of those. You could register 10 of them and, and have pretty good protection. So, register your domain name .com, .org, .fm, .tv, whatever, you know, maybe .org isn't right, but, you know, you know get my point. Then get the lawyers involved in the trademark registration. I'm going to do a quick ad, and then I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Easy Legal Forms and Templates for Podcasters. If you're a legit podcast pro, you want to protect your intellectual property and ensure that content is used appropriately. Easy legal forms and templates for podcasters can help. Our form store at podcastlawforms.com provides a variety of legal forms and templates specifically for podcasters, including host and co-host agreements, DMCA takedown notices, release forms, and much more. With these easy downloadable templates, you can customize the forms you need in just minutes. Plus, our affordable bundle and a la carte pricing makes it easy to get the protection you need without breaking the bank. Visit podcastlawforms.com today easy, legal, affordable forms and templates for podcasters, podcastlawforms.com. Okay, so we've got the social media accounts. We're, we're getting all those things squared away. We've done a search. We know we're not infringing somebody else's brand already, and we're not going to have big confusion problems. Next thing, get with the lawyer. Get with me. Get with somebody like me. I've got a free information. Uh, you can go to firemark.com slash trademarks with an S, trademarks, plural, and on there, you can even click to book a, a free consultation with me about your trademark registration. I strongly recommend that podcasters who have a distinctive title register their trademarks. Now, in order to be registrable, the mark has to be distinctive. It should, it can't be something that's confusingly similar to another trademark. And it has to be in use in interstate commerce. And for podcasting, that means you've got episodes out. If it's a YouTube channel, you've got videos posted on YouTube under this channel name. That, but that shouldn't stop us from moving forward. If you're going to be launching your show within the next month or two months or even six months, let's file a registration under the intent to use uh, category of trademark. And that gets you in line first. To register that title, I'll tell you one of the big mistakes that I've seen is people wait too long on this. My good friend and client, I'm not going to give his name, uh, has a very distinctive podcast title. He's been doing his show for 15 years or more. And um, when he came to me a couple of years ago now to actually, it's been 17, 18 years now, when he came to me to register his trademark, we discovered that. Actually, just as we were moving forward, someone else had started up a podcast with a very similar title using the same buzzword, different order of words, but basically the same title, a uh, confusing title. So we reached out to them and you know tried to put a stop to it that way, and they they weren't listening to that. We then proposed that let's let's coexist. We'll figure it out. They didn't want to hear too much about that uh, their registration, uh, well, and and my client got to a point where he wasn't able to attend things because of some personal matters. And eventually their registration was approved and ours, which was filed after theirs got suspended while we're waiting. They're approved on this intent to use basis. And that means that our registration, even though we started the podcast first, my client's show has been around a long time. He was the first to use that brand He's supposed to win in these situations, but until their registration is finalized by them launching their show, which hasn't happened now for three years or more, we can't do anything. We can't get the trademark office to hear our petition to cancel the trademark or anything. So, it really has held him up from protecting his brand. So, don't wait. Start early on this. Um Anyway, the intent to use trademark application is the same exact process as a regular trademark application, except that once you start using it, you either amend the the application if it hasn't already been processed, or you file a follow-up statement saying, okay, I'm using it now. And that use in commerce is what triggers the opportunity, to, the registration to happen. So that's my, my advice here is get all the ducks in a row by lining up the the trademark the brand name for the show as a distinctive title do the little search make sure you're good to go there and then go out and get all those domain names all the get email accounts and, and domain names and social media accounts and youtube and twitter and all those kinds of accounts x excuse me it's x uh accounts and get those things um reserved so you don't find yourself on the outside looking in later when your show now you've launched a show you've got this title and Oh we can't get an account on threads because someone else already took it. Those kinds of things now, the other thing that was going on just to finish out this conversation. the other thing that was going on with this particular client was there was concern that they were all someone else was also using it as a hashtag and unfortunately, if you don't own a registered trademark if you don't have a you know hashtag isn't really property um, and I don't think any one person can claim I own that hashtag but until you have a registered dreamer, you can't really even argue, hey, well, don't use that hashtag because you're confusing people about source or origin, right? So uh, unfortunately, hashtags are a little bit of a tougher game. I think there could there are arguments to be made about hashtags, but uh, uh, right now, I mean, again, uh, establish the hashtag and start talking about your subject, start talking about your upcoming podcast that's going to be out any day now and those kinds of things. No reason not to start promoting and marketing your show before it's launched. Get the momentum going and get people paying attention to the social so that when that episode launches, it launches big. That's another uh, way to use these things to your benefit. But just don't get stuck in the situation of waiting so long that you find that your title is no longer available. You get excited about something, do the things, Get get it moving. You know, it's like in the old days, you're starting a business, you come up with a good name you get the business cards printed right away. This is similar to that. Get the social media accounts established. Now, uh, trademark registration is not super cheap. I will be the first to tell you, you know, you're going to pay me or a lawyer like me some money to do it, um, but it's a lot less expensive than rebranding later on after you've already launched if you find out there's a problem. And um, and it is good a good form of protection for your show title as a brand. And it will serve you very well for a very, very long time. So if you'd like to get more information about how to register a trademark for your show title, if you want other advice along the lines of selecting your brand, I can help you with that. I can do some of that preliminary knockout searching that I was talking about. And um, let's get you on the road to a great title and a great show. And by the way, if you've launched your show already – it's not too late. Let's get these things happening so that nobody comes along and adopts a name similar to yours after the fact. That's just as bad because it dilutes the value of your title with your audience and potential future audience. So that's what I wanted to come on and say today. Uh, I'm just about going to wrap it up here. That's it for this episode. Whatever it is you're podcasting about, choose a great title, use a great title, keep up the good work, keep making great episodes. And that's another way, just dominate the market by being the best. I'm Gordon Firemark, the podcast lawyer, and I want to say thank you for listening. And with that, I am out. See you next time.